Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Welcome episode six. Did you just start? I did. Without even testing how I sound? I already tested the mics while you were peeing. Whoa. Hi. Hello. Yeah, this is uh this is episode six. Sure is. What a treat. Um we we've 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 entered a new phase. The phase that we've entered. We've entered the butt shot phase. Wow a cool phase yeah well no it's not that cool i'm taking progesterone shots Uh uh-huh to get my womb ready gross yeah sounds pretty gross i'm not into this i don't support it well you've been giving me my shots every day it's because someone has to you can't do it it's such a big needle it is it's a big uh it's a big needle i guess it has to get as close to the womb as possible that's my unscientific reason for why the needle's so long 
it has to be closer to the womb. It has to be injected intramuscularly. Mm-hmm. Pretty hot. Yeah. I mean, does it matter which muscle or does it have to be your butt muscle? They told me butt muscle. Well, I mean, it's a big muscle. That's why that would be where they'd go. But I wonder if it has to be that muscle. What other muscle would you try? Bicep. The quad? Yeah. Maybe Ooh. your calf. Maybe your... Ah, that sounds really painful. All right. Maybe well, that's the least painful place right to put it to put it in. If you're a doctor and you know why, email us. Yeah. Dory and Matt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail. We have both. Um, I'm on a lot of meds right now so in addition to the progesterone shots which i have to do every morning i'm also still taking the estrogen pills right but i've gone down to twice a day instead of three times a day that sounds great yep um and then i'm taking a prenatal vitamin and then i'm taking this medicine called medrol that i'm gonna look up what it does you don't even know what it does oh it's a steroid Nice. It can treat inflammation, severe allergies, flares of chronic illnesses, and many other medical problems. Sounds very vague. Interesting. And then I'm also taking an antibiotic, doxycycline, twice a day. Yeah, that sounds great. And both of those I have to take with food. And I have to take them two hours after I take my prenatal vitamin. It's just like all these things I have to remember. A lot of scheduling. It's a lot of scheduling. And yesterday I didn't take the doxycycline twice because I forgot. Oh, no. I know. Just cancel everything. Why did you do that? I just told you. You forgot. I forgot. Yeah, but you didn't say why you forgot. Probably because we were at a wedding. So you should still remember these things. Yes, I know. I'm admitting this. Hmm. Have some sympathy. I am out of sympathy. What? Yep, all gone. I have none. Where did he go? You didn't have that much to begin with. <laughs> That's true. Oh, well. So Here we are. So you don't know where it went? No, I'll find it. Okay. Um, so I went to the doctor on Friday. Yeah, you went to a fun doctor appointment with Dr. Ringler. and uh, Which you were I not able to attend. go to because I... I had to go to work and I thought that I had to be at work at 10 and then I found out as I was pulling into work at 9.50 in the morning that I didn't have to be there until 10.30 so I probably could have gone to that doctor's appointment. It would have been a good one for you to go to. I wasn't particularly happy about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what really happened there and we're all about to find out together. Well, first he stuck the wand up my vagina Yeah. and looked around Yep. and he said things were looking good with the lining. Good to know getting thicker yeah it's getting thicker and it also um it has three lines so it's called triple and triple triple lined and that is he said that has the highest success rates of pregnancy when your lining looks like that that's great i'm so happy your lining looks like yeah so my lining's looking good Mm -hmm. and then he said that the transfer is going to be on wednesday this Wednesday. The day before Thanksgiving. The day before Thanksgiving, otherwise known as... Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot that happens that day. First of all, I take a Valium. Okay. 
um, to just like relax Let's me. Let's walk me through this day because I have no idea. What okay. Well, first of all, we don't know exactly when it's going to happen. The this sh- this like instruction so sheet it could happen Wednesday or no, no, no. It will definitely happen Wednesday, but it, it will happen between ten and two. We just don't know exactly when until the night before. They're going to call us. Oh, we're basically on call. It's on them. Yes. The office will call you the day before to provide you with an embryo transfer time for tomorrow. Transfer times are usually scheduled between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Okay. Um, okay. So we have to get there 45 minutes ahead of time okay. to complete labs for they're going to take my estrogen and progesterone levels. They want me to bring the Valium with me to the procedure. And I can't take the Valium until I've spoken to the OR nurse. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm allowed to eat and drink before the embryo transfer. That sounds great. Which is nice. Bonus. Now, here's where things get interesting. Okay. It says, if you are scheduled for an embryo transfer with Dr. Mars, Dr. Beck, or Dr. March. That's not us. Who are the other three doctors in the practice. Mm-hmm. You will need a full bladder at the time of your embryo transfer. Drink at least 32 ounces of water by the time of your scheduled embryo transfer time. Okay. Now, this is what, like, everyone who has done an embryo transfer has told me that you have to have a full bladder, and it's really uncomfortable, and you're just, like, lying there for 45 minutes while they try to, like, shove this embryo up you. Mm-hmm. And you have to pee really bad. Yeah. And it's just horrible. And so then I was like, oh, Dr. Ringler doesn't do it that way, but why doesn't he do it that way? Like, why do they have different protocols? You ask? <laughs> yes. Okay. And, sh- and Seema was just like, Dr. Ringler doesn't do the full bladder transfer. <laughs> okay. I was like, okay. And she explained. You think he got peed on once and he's like, that's it. No more. You don't think he's into golden showers? I, I don't. Yeah, probably not. Um, It's gross. Just say water sports next time. Should we re-edit that? No, it's fine. Okay. Eleven party. Sorry. Okay. Um, He puts it in with, I think she said, an abdominal probe. Could that be accurate? I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't really either, but he does it differently, so I won't have to do with a full bladder. Okay. Which is good news. But don't you feel like, hey, why aren't you doing it? Like I kind of do. I kind of do. Yeah. Dr. Ringler might be a rebel. Well, I don't know. What's the success rate? They don't break it down by doctor. I know. That's the problem. Uh-oh. Who's the most successful over there? I don't know. Are we at the wrong doctor? Oh, no. It's too late. We can't change now. Yeah, that's true. Um... They also, oh. Oh, you're learning something new as you're reading here. Oh, well, okay. Only one person is allowed to enter the operating room for the embryo transfer. So does that mean one additional person or just me? I would assume. I don't think they would write down anything about a person being able to enter in a procedure. Unless it was an extra person. Because it's a given that you will be in there. Right. Because then it says, or in a surrogacy case, the two two intended parents are allowed in the operating room for the procedure. Oh, so they're just like, go ahead, Matt. You can go in there. Yeah. Great. Isn't that exciting? I'm really looking forward to it. I know. You seem so excited. I can't contain my excitement. Yeah. It's just bubbling over. Then it says, make sure you have a ride home. 
Especially okay. if you take the Valium, you so need to ride home. Uber, we'll Uber you home. It says we will not discharge you to a cab or limousine. You have to drive me home. Damn. What do you mean, damn? I'm gonna ride my bike. You were? Yeah, I just decided that. What? No, I can't. <laughs> that was ram random. Wait, no, you could drive there, and I could ride my bike to the. Uh huh. And then, yeah, you could do that. Yeah, I'd be real sweaty in that room, though. You sure would be. Hmm. We'll think about. I it. bet they have a shower there. I'm not going to go and shower because I rode my bike. That would my be amazing. <laughs> um, and then I'm supposed to rest uh, at home after my embryo transfer procedure. Yeah. For how long? Um, bed rest is recommended for 24 hours. Right into Thanksgiving. Yep. Looks like I'm going to have to do all the cooking. I- I'm going to pick some stuff up. You can't. You're going to be on bed rest. I can I can order stuff for you to pick up. Oh great, can't wait. Also, we're we're just having one friend over. I know. It's not like it's not the cast of thousands, as my mom would say. She sure would. <laughs> sure would. Um, I'm also not supposed to do heavy lifting or strenuous exercise until we've received the results of my pregnancy test. How does that work? Are they? Do we go there for a pregnancy test, or do you just pee at home? So funny you should ask. Great, glad I asked the right question. You did. Um, the real um, the real pregnancy test is a blood test in their office, mm-hmm. but a lot of people like can't they can't wait mm-hmm. to find out through the blood test. So they start doing someone abbreviated it for me P O A S P on a stick. Right. Um, beforehand now the problem with that is sometimes it will say that you're not pregnant and you actually are because it's too early and it just can't detect the pregnancy hormones okay um i don't think you could get a false positive but i think you could get a false negative and seema told me a story of a woman who did the pee on a stick she Mm. got a negative so she stopped taking her progesterone shots and she lost the baby uh because she stopped taking them yeah i mean the cause and effect wasn't totally clear to me because like here's the thing if you just get pregnant normally through sex ways yeah you're not you're not taking progesterone shots right you're not taking estrogen you're not taking any of this stuff right so presumably there are ways for an embryo to turn into a baby yeah, in your womb. Also, it's also like the drugs are just fucking your cycle up. They're just like, they're just, they're not doing, you're not in a natural cycle right now. Right. Where your that's wall true. would be lying. Yeah, that's true. You're there with the aid of drugs. Correct. So if you stop taking the drugs then. Yeah, true. So that was a real cautionary tale. Interesting. So I'm going to try to not pee on a stick. Well, don't. What do you got? Two weeks before you go back and get a blood test? Not even. It's like 10 days. Okay. You can handle it. I think so. How long after the blood test are they able to tell you? I think it's like that afternoon. Mm. You get a phone call? Yeah. That's going to be rough. Yeah, it will be. Everyone says that these two weeks, I mean, we've talked about this before, but everyone says that this period is really hard. Yeah. Well, you know, all we can do is hope for the worst. And hope so, for the worst hope for the worst and be surprised when the best happens right i would actually love it if 
people who have gone through this would call us and leave us a voicemail describing how they felt during this period and what got them through it and whether they peed on a stick. Interesting. Okay. I would just, I would really love some phone calls. Um, Through our Google voice number, 413 461 baby. (laughs) Real dumb. Every time I hear it, it's still dumb. 413 461 baby. Yeah. 413461 baby. Yeah. 413461 baby. Right. Um, But before we get to this week's voicemail, we did get a voicemail this week. Um, I want to talk about the other. The other thing that happened in my appointment with Dr. Ringler that you weren't at. Yeah. He was like, which embryo do you want to transfer? Okay, I'll be him. Which embryo do you want to transfer? Well, how did the, how did this, the one that we just, how did, how did, how did they look? Like, how do they compare? They all look pretty cool. No, that's not what he said. Okay. He started flipping through his papers. And so he found the one from October and he was like, oh, like his eyes got wide and he was like, Oh, that's a great embryo. Oh, boy. Like he got very excited. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, okay. He said it was graded 4.5 out of 5. Uh-huh. He's like, it was almost perfect. And Almost perfect embryo. He, he seemed to be very interested in transferring that embryo. Oh, really? Oh, we spilled salt. Um, yeah. That, now, that embryo is a is a is a male embryo mm-hmm. uh the other embryo is a female embryo the female embryo is graded 3.5 but he he couldn't totally explain to me the grading system and whether they directly correlated with success he he was basically like anything above a three you're probably good yeah interesting and we still haven't decided. We still have not decided. <laughs> we can decide on the podcast right now. Wow. Big moment. I mean, what do you think Bo would be happier with? I don't know. Bo's a real sad sack right now. Wait, no, he's not. He's happy now. He's, oh, he's happy now. Now that we're home. He just looked at me like, I'm so sad. He is the neediest dog in the world. He got so sad last week when I was yeah, gone. Yeah, was out of town for a couple of days. And uh, I was, I had Bo, but I work like 12, 14 hours a day. Excuse me. So we tried to schedule walks and. Uh, well, know. we did schedule yeah, walks. Yeah, we did schedule walks. Bo, I walked Bo in the morning every morning and then he got walked uh, at in the one. afternoon and then he got walked in the early evening and then the idea being I'd go home and then I'd walk him again. So the guy would go on four like four half hour walks in the day. I feel like that's a good amount of walking for the dog, and you know he seemed like you'd be okay, but uh, he was not thrilled that you left. I know. So you know Tuesday night particularly when I got home very late from work, he decided it'd be a great idea to poop in my office three times. To be fair, his dog walker had told us he was sick. Yes. So we had, I had a very sad, sick dog looking at me as I cleaned up his poop. Oh. Then I took him out for a walk, and I brought him back, and then he crawled up into bed with me, and he laid his head very gently onto me, and he did not want to leave the bed. But I said, I can't let this be the thing that happens. Dory will be mad. So I got up, turned the light on, 
put the blanket down on his bed. He went on the be- blanket. I rolled him up in the blanket. And then I he seemed to stay there. And then, you know, when I woke up in the morning, I found him on the bed. <laughs> He's so sneaky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so who's, who knows what he does tonight? Tonight's his first night back at home with both of us. So wouldn't be surprised. Oh, I, and just to be bed. clear, we, we boarded him at his daycare for a couple of days. We didn't leave him home alone for like a weekend. No, I mean, he's never been home alone for longer than a few hours. I mean, honestly, his probably longest time home alone is probably like seven hours. Yeah, and that's rare. Yeah. Very rare. Yeah, but I'm like his longest time ever. Yeah, true. Seven hours. So anyway, Bo, point being. I don't know what gender Bo would want. I don't either. I want a girl. You know. Why do you want a girl? I just feel like they're easier. Are you saying that because our 18-month-old nephew was here and he touched everything and... Oh, I don't care about that. Tried to destroy things? I assume that's what all children are like. I think that's what boys are like. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I just like the idea of a, of a, of a smart girl. She might not be smart. I, I don't really see how that can happen. What if she's too smart? What do you mean? Like, what if she outsmarts us? That's fine. Good. You're supposed to do better than the generation previous. Yeah. Cool. So, anyway, I mean, I had always wanted a girl first. Oh, really? That's a thing you always wanted? I guess. It seems like that. As long as I've been thinking about having a child. Interesting, because I'm an oldest girl. Yeah? How do you feel about that? I feel okay about it. Uh-huh. I think, I, I mean, I think birth order is like a real thing. I don't, yes, it is a real thing. People are born in a certain order. Right, but I think it, it, it affects people. Yeah, I don't know about that. All of your friends are like 10 years older than you are. So? So you're a youngest child and your next oldest sibling is seven years older. You don't think that made any difference? In what? In the friends that you make? I I don't uh, know. I, I think, think you're so. being willfully blind to this possibility. Talking about, I think you're just like looking for stuff where there isn't stuff. I think you're denying a pattern. What's your pattern then? People who are younger. Your pattern is people who are younger. yeah. Because I'm the oldest. I'm used to being in dynamics where I am the oldest. Okay. That's just where I, I guess where I feel more comfortable. So what you're saying is it doesn't matter what the gender is. You're just talking about birth order right now. Yeah. But I'm just thinking about like, is it different for a girl versus a boy? I don't know. I don't know either. Every Everybody I know that has boys and girls says have girls. Boys are a pain in the ass. Oh. Like who? People. I'm not going to name <laughs> people who, who think that their sons are pains in the asses. That would be really funny if we did that. Yeah, um, Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm leaning girl. I think I, I do want a girl. And since we only have two embryos. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Dr. Ringler was also like, I wouldn't transfer that third embryo. The one that's not missing an arm. Giggles? He says he wouldn't do it. I mean, maybe you can convince him. So if we, 
I'd be like, here's hey, here's the scenario. Here's the scenario I'm like playing out in my mind. Go ahead. We transfer the boy. Yeah. And we have a boy. Right. And then what two years from now we transfer mm-hmm. the other embryo that we have, the girl. Yeah. And it doesn't work. Yeah. Now by that time I'm gonna be two years older than I am now. Yeah. My eggs are gonna Barely be in your forties. My eggs are gonna be even worse. Uh-huh. And it's quite possible that we won't get more embryos at that point. Yeah. Also, two years, there's going to be better drugs. There's going to be better everything. Maybe. Uh, maybe, yes. But I feel like if we transfer the girl first and it doesn't work, then I would be open to doing another round of IVF. You wouldn't be open to it. You would demand it. I would want to. Yeah. I would want to, and I would be open to it. I mean, it. I'm not like I'm also not thrilled about the fact that if we do the embryo transfer of the female, and then that one doesn't take, I'm not super thrilled about the fact that we would have to pay for another round of IVF. Well, this round would be at least somewhat covered because they changed our insurance at work. Yeah. Oh boy. I know it's a lot to think about. It's a lot. It's a lot to think, but we have to like have an answer. We have to have an answer. I mean, he was like, well, technically, they're not going to thaw it until the day of the transfer, but it's good to know ahead of time. Like, are they, when do we call them and tell them what, which embryo? They would like to know early this week, which I think means tomorrow. Well, I don't know. What do you want to do? I think we should do the girl. You think we should do the girl? Yeah. Why? For the reason I just explained. Because you want to do it again. <laughs> no, this... That, there, there is like a seventy percent chance that this embryo will work. That's the success Where is rate. That chance coming from? Where's that? That's the success rate for embryos that have been genetically tested and are normal. Again, though, what's with the rating system? I don't know. How can something be more normal than something else? I, I don't know. This doesn't seem sufficient. Also, every clinic uses a different grading system. I've noticed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some of them use letters. Wonder what the letter would be on this one. I know. I don't know. Hmm. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got 
some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, well, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. You you don't seem that excited about transferring this, this embryo. I'm just like worried about all of it. I'm worried about uh, all of it not taking. I'm worried about the two weeks between... Worried about the fact that, like, you want to have a lack of cookie fest while you're pregnant. Uh huh. It's just it's, it's too much. Christmas is coming. It's a lot. Pregnant people can do things. Pregnant people don't have Christmas. That's not true. That it? is a lie. I read it in a book. Um, I I think we should take our one of our, our we should take our soul caller. We're gonna take our soul caller. Yes. Right May okay. I have the cable? You have it right oh, there. there. Hang on. Don't plug it in. You'll give everyone ear problems. Uh, you may plug it in now. Okay. Great. Now I'm going to put it on about a six here on the Zoom H4n. Nope. Sorry. This is an H6. Melissa from Texas.
Jesus sits throughout the world. Why don't you field that from Rome? I think the friends that I have found the most comfort talking to about this have been the people who don't like push who are basically like how's everything going like you know kind of leaving it open and 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 being and not being offended if I don't want to talk about it at that particular moment yeah because it can be a drain yeah I will say that for us, I think what's been a big help is I've, you know, found a lot of people in our lives that are also doing this and we've had dinners with them and chats. And I know I talked to a couple of the guys at poker that are going through the same thing and that's been helpful Yeah, because we all have a shared sort of, we all also happen to be going to the same clinic. (laughs) Yeah. That's weird. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, we've all jerked off in that room at separate times. Oh, that's disgusting sure is Ooh. but uh yeah no i think uh, i do i find it nice like when people at work ask how it's going yeah like they do a check they check in i think that's very nice yeah even if a you know even if you just quickly just say hey how's everything going with the ivf and i'll answer you as much as i feel like answering you but i'll know that you're thinking of it yeah i will appreciate that i think that's perfect advice yeah um and just, you know, just understand, mm, excuse me, understand that sometimes people will want to talk about it and sometimes they won't. And yeah. that's fine. I mean, if you really want to support us going through this right now, what you could do besides emailing us and calling our number 461-BABY. What is it? Uh, it's, oh, wait, I just lost it. Oh, uh, 413-461-BABY. 413-461-BABY. What you could do is go onto Amazon and pre-order Dory's book. Yes, you could totally do that. We'll see. Hang on. Let's see. Dory, why don't you go see what the sales rank is of that book right now? Okay. And then I'm going to tell everybody to pre-order the book. Okay, so the book is called Startup, a Novel. It's called Startup, a Novel. It's by me, by Dory, Dory Shafrir. And it comes out on April 25th, 2017. And, and it's Little Brown. Yeah, it's being published by Little Brown. Publisher. Right now, it's number like 1.4 million. All right. So right now. So it's very low right now. The book is number 1.4 million on Amazon sales charts. That's depressing. Let's see if we can get it up to 1.1 million. No, I was going to say, let's see if we can get it up to like 100,000. Wow. Yeah. I, f- I have faith in our listeners. Well, tell the listeners what it's about. Um, well, here, I'll, I'll read the... Okay, she wrote it, but she's going to read the log line on Amazon. <laughs> is that weird? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'll just, I'll just tell no, everyone. No, read the log line. No! They, marketing has worked on that log line. <sighs> the log line is from veteran online journalist and BuzzFeed writer Dory Shafrir. That's me. That's her. Yeah. Comes a hilarious debut novel that proves there are some dilemmas that no app can solve. Ooh. So basically there's this 28 year old guy who started a company and he really needs to get his next round of funding. So the company doesn't go under, but Uh oh, he's been sleeping with his former assistant. Oh boy. Scandal. And shit's going down. 
crazy. And then there's a young reporter who, uh, how to say this without spoiling things, a young reporter well, the, is, see, is hot on the trail of the, the scandal. She's covering the startup uh, scene in New York. Yep. She works for a, a, a tech beat Mm-hmm. Uh, for an online website and she's covering it and uh, the book's uh, a hoot and I think you should all pre-order it. It's going to be the summer read of 2017. Thanks, Get honey. on it now. Yeah. Go to yeah. Amazon.com and order Startup, a novel you by can, Dory You Shapiro. can buy it on your Kindle for $13.99. Kindle. Or in hardcover, it's $21.38 and if the price goes down, they give you the lower price. That's before true. Before it comes out. Yeah, that is true. Amazon does uh, give you a pre-order price guarantee. Which I've many times gotten a credit for. Yeah. So anyway, that's pretty cool. That was kind of a hashtag ad. That was a hashtag ad. Was it a hashtag ad? No. I mean, no one paid us for it. It was me literally telling you what would make us feel better. Yeah. As if someone would buy her book. Yeah. It's just 20 bucks. Please buy her book. Pre-order it. They're not even going to charge you till they ship it. So if you're like, I don't have $23 right now, but maybe in April of 2017, I will have $23. Pre-order the book. Yeah. That would be really cool. It would be awesome if... Like four months from now, people would be like, what was the biggest thing that drove your sales? And I could be like, my podcast about IVF. Wow. Who's going to ask that question? Someone. Okay. Um, okay. You see Dory out on the street after the book comes out. Ask her that question. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, we, got some, we got some good questions. Okay. Um, this week. And um, so actually, I'll just say, it's really interesting to hear from so many people from different countries because the process is so different in every single country. Interesting. So this is from Claire in the UK. Claire in the UK. What, what? Um, Claire, listen, the Dory's book is not going to be out by a uh, UK publisher because they think the humor is too American. And I'm like, come on, this is ridiculous. I read fever pitch. You think I gave a shit about arsenal? I did not. Until Nick Hornby taught me to. Anyway, so Claire. You can also um, pre-order it Amazon.co.uk. You can just get the American copy. Thank you. So Claire says, because she's from the UK, she's always found the concept of paying for medical treatment hard to swallow. Yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> sure, you got natural he- National Health Service over there. And she says, provided you meet certain criteria in terms of weight and age. Yeah, okay. But that's interesting. Like, well... If you're obese, they won't give you IVF. Well, it's not like the pregnancy, you know, there's more risks in that and That's pregnancy. true. Um, one or two rounds of fertility treatment is often available to couples. Wow. Yeah. Um, but she says you normally wouldn't tell your employer that you were taking, that you were going through treatment. So she is wondering, uh, some aspects of treatment may be covered by work health insurance. Do you have to tell your employer you're undergoing treatment? Are you allowed to take extra leave for treatment? And does your employer treat you differently if they know you are undergoing treatment? That is, could they pass you over for a promotion or are you protected in any way? Interesting question. Uh, theoretically, you are protected. Uh, there are discrimination laws on the books. Yep. For now. Correct. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yep. It's a whole new world in January, yep. guys. Which reminds me, pre-order that book. <laughs> Um, yeah, so there's that, uh, time off wise, I'll say at my work, I work on a television show, um, and you know, we're, I'm a writer and we're, we have to be there pretty much all the time. 
and it's been nice whenever i i think you know two just two or three times i've had to be in a little bit late for ivf stuff and my boss uh has been very understanding and hasn't been a problem on my end yeah and on my end people have been very understanding i mean i don't know what it would be like at other workplaces but i can just say from my personal experience um People have been extremely understanding about it, which has been nice. Um, And I don't know if you would have to tell them in terms of the insurance. I don't think so. I mean, like your other medical stuff, it's not like you need to like announce what it is, the what their healthcare is paying for. Yeah. Um, She's also wondering because in the UK, they have the option of up to 12 months of maternity leave with an income for nine of those months. Uh, what i know that's insane she says i know the u.s typically has very short maternity leave if at all does paternity leave exist and she wants to know if buzzfeed offers me good maternity leave policy does paternity leave exist there's no uh, like federally mandated paternity leave there is not and also it's interesting i again i will say i work in a weird profession you know where we as, as a writer you're sort of expected to be there as much as humanly possible so I don't know how much time I could take off. I hope he'll give you a little bit of time off. I hope so, too. We'll find out. We will. Um, BuzzFeed gives us 12 weeks paid maternity leave. Comparatively, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then there's also some leave that I think I can take from the state of California. That is true. Because California is a progressive, wonderful state. We try. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so so you know, I can take I can take those twelve weeks paid, which is really gonna be amazing and make a huge difference. Um, I'm just gonna. I I feel like we've been. This has been a long episode, so not really. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, cool. We're at thirty five minutes. Okay, great. I like to give the kids like forty, forty five. Yeah, yeah. Um, the sun sucks. Remember him? Vaguely. Yeah. Uh, we answered a question of his before. And I agree with him. The, but sun, he, the sun, sun's garbage. He wrote in with some more questions. The sun. Um, he wants to know why the jerk-off room is so horrible. I don't know. It's it's a it's a it's a trend I've seen in all all of these places, and it's antiquated jerk-off material too. It's like DVDs. Ross was telling me that the, he was in that room, and uh, he's like he's like I opened the DVD case just to see there's nothing in them people have stolen the dvds i don't know if they've stolen them or if they're in binders somewhere or what i just don't it's uh i don't know it doesn't have to be particularly well equipped i mean as a man you can sort of manage anywhere maybe they don't want to make it too comfortable yeah otherwise they'd have backups all the time exactly guys like spending all right although i feel like if it was more comfortable you could crank it out quicker. I mean, someone must have done that calculation. I'm sure, Ringler has data to back that up. <laughs> um, he also would like to know: Has going through this process changed your opinions about people who can have children but decide not to? No, yeah. not at all. No, I don't really judge people for their child. I do judge bearing. like super fertile uh, dum dums. Oh. You know, well, I don't judge them. I'm just sort of like, really? Another one? Yeah. 19 and counting? Gosh. Yeah, what is going on there? I don't know. But whatever. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, here's another uh, experience from Corinne in Israel. Hello, Corinne in Israel. Um, she Dory's book will be available in Israel. Oh yeah, it will be. It's going to be translated into Hebrew. Um, but she's American. Her husband is Israeli. Oh, well then your husband can read it. Um, and she says, like in the UK, state healthcare has made the whole process a lot cheaper. Her prescriptions for an entire cycle, guess how much they cost? They weren't free, but guess how much they cost? $2,000. Try $230. I, I would love to try that. Yeah. Why didn't we send you to Israel? Um, she knows a few American couples who have moved to Israel specifically for IVF treatment. But she says after she got her visa, she had to wait six months for, IV for insurance coverage. She says... State healthcare means more bureaucracy and appointments just to get paperwork for tests. Also, waiting times for treatments can be a bit longer. In all, the process has taken us almost three years to get to IVF. From the start of you wanting it? That's what it sounds like. Wow. So that's kind of crazy. Just to get the process going? Yeah. She said, oh, well, no, just to, okay, because here's, here's what she says. She says, we've gone through a battery of tests that all came back normal, so we have what is considered unexplained infertility. Oh, weird. Because they don't know the cause, we did three failed rounds of artificial insemination before moving uh, to IVF. I see. Also making the wait much longer and agonizing. Um, and she also says the protocol here in terms of medication and monitoring seems a bit less invasive than what I've read about in the U.S. I've only been prescribed FSH and Ganarelix. FSH is Falastim. Mm -hmm. um, ultrasounds and blood tests are also only done three or four times during the stimulation. And she says, overall, I think the medical instinct here is to do less invasive treatments and to use less medications. And she is going in for her retrieval tomorrow. Oh, my God. So good tomorrow, luck, Corinne. Really tomorrow or already happened? Um, no, I think we got this today. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. We got this today. There you go. So it's already tomorrow in Israel. So she, she might already be done. Wow. Yeah. Well, we'll be thinking of you. Best of luck. Yeah. Good luck, Corinne. Um, Melissa and Alan. Malalan. <laughs> um, Power couple. Yeah, they're in Canada. We've got uh, a really international, Canada. very international uh, range of well, females this I mean, week. I'm, I'm big in Canada, you know. Are you? I think so, because I love it so much. Are you just big in your own mind in Canada? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um. So, okay, she told her whole story, and then she said, during this time and taking all these shots and medications to help me ovulate, I had a flood of emotions. I experienced emotions such as I don't feel like a whole woman. I don't like that you skipped over her story. You want me to read the her whole to story? Write it. Oh my God, okay. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, Matt and Dory. Oh, my God. Okay, she says. 
one of us has been doing podcasts a long time. Someone hasn't. And I enjoy hearing about the people that listen to this show. Bit of a long email. That's okay. I'm buckled up. Trying to give you some background on our story. I love background. While asking questions. Go ahead, Malalan. My husband has been a fan of Matt and the Nerdist podcast since the beginning. Interesting. Interesting thing you wanted to skip over. So since we have had... I see how it is, Dory. You had read this email and I hadn't. And you're like, well, there's this long thing up top and we don't need it. Oh, boy. Alan, she's trying to, like, she's trying to ruin us. Uh, since we have had our own issues with infertility, he thought it would be interesting for us to listen together. Oh, okay. Which is very nice. Nice. When we married, we weren't sure if we were going to be able to have children the good old-fashioned way. Unfortunately, it's due to myself not ovulating regularly. We live in Canada and are fortunate that all of our doctor's appointments... I know. Here we go again with the freaking free health care. Canada, you've done it again. Uh, all of our doctor's appointments are covered, including all of the pre-tests, like the fallopian tube test, blood test, my husband's testing of sperm, etc. I wonder how Alan's uh, sperm count was. He'll probably tell us. Alan, let me know. Anyway, we decided to try super ovulation. What? <laughs> I don't know what that is. It sounds amazing. Uh, which was successful in the sense that I was developing eggs through all the hormone shots and medication I was taking. We ended up doing three rounds of the super ovulation where we spent between four and $5,000 because it wasn't covered on either of our extended health insurance. That sounds like IUI. That's interesting. Um, during this time and taking all these shots and medications to help me ovulate, I had a flood of emotions. Now we're, we're where I was going to start. I find that part interesting. God, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry that Dory doesn't think you're interesting. I didn't I say that. And you know what? Pre-order her book for me, not her. Oh, my God. Melissa and Alan, I think you guys are great. Thank you so much for writing in. Thanks for being Canadian, too. Let's um, go get some poutine together next time I'm up there, guys. So she, say, she said, I experience emotions such as I don't feel like a whole woman. Mm. I'm failing at doing the job I should be able to do. I'm failing my husband because I can't carry his child. Oh, don't blame me. So one of my questions is, have you had these feelings and how have you been dealing with them? Lucky for us, it's my fault. Seemingly. I mean, it's like mostly your fault, but it's also a little bit me because I'm old. Yeah. There's a shared blame. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it doesn't feel great that she has to go through all this stuff because my sperm count, as we said in the first episode, is 1 million instead of 80 to 120. Million. Yeah. Um so, I mean, it's just, you know, you should never, don't feel like it's your fault. Yeah. Don't ever feel like that. But the hormones do make you sensitive and, and, and a little, like, the, the, the hormones make you hypersensitive, I think, which is. I thought you were lovely on them. Oh, did you? In reality, she was kind of crazy. And I never mentioned it. Honey, I can hear you. Uh yeah no it's just uh um, you know what be you know what be cool what? if the men also had to take the hormones at the same time the women were it'd be interesting for sure I mean if he, if it was a, if it was if you both had to take meds I think it'd be fair but you also badly. might kill each other I could be bad um so she's uh not me I'm super easy going 
Yeah. Um, I'm going to finish the letter now. I cried a lot and talked to friends and others who have been through this process. Eventually, we decided that I just couldn't keep putting my body through these extra hormones and stop the process of super ovulation. Uh It was a hard decision, but it was what we decided was best for our family. We decided to adopt through the provincial government in British Columbia. Oh, wow. Adoption easier in Canada, too? Um. I bet it is. She just says we, so adopting a child from foster care. Uh We made it through all the courses and through the home studies. We were at the place in the adoption process where all we had left was to sign papers that approved us to adopt. I've been feeling sick for a few weeks and couldn't shake off the feeling. Come to find out. Oh no. You're having a, you're with child. Weird things happen. Oh my God. I had my last period in January and ovulated in March. We pretty much gave up on the dream of having our own children. So needless to say, when this happened, emotions flooded again. You're uh, you're on quite a roller coaster. I know you've mentioned that adoption isn't something you'd really talked about too much. Has it been a larger discussion since others have asked you about it? Or is it still just on the back burner? I think it's still on the back burner. Yep. I don't think we've sat and thought about it. Yep. I'd do it. Um... Should we have to wait until the baby's a year old before we can continue with adoption if we choose? That is the way adoption laws are here. Even though we haven't made a full decision on whether we will continue with an adoption situation or if we will just stay where we are and be happy with our child. Oh, wow. I'm okay. due December 27th with our boy, so it's coming up quick, pretty quick. It's coming up very quickly. We couldn't be more thrilled to have a baby and only wish the absolute best possible results for the two of you. Oh, thank you, guys. Yeah, that was very nice. Um... Yeah, so... you wanted to read over that part where I've been a fan of mine since the Nerdist. And that was a <sighs> nice... Typical Dory. That was a nice thing. That was a nice thing for, for her to say. Um, Lisa is wondering, have you noticed any change in your relationship due to the fertility treatment process, appointments, samples, and waiting? Uh, No. I mean, it's coincided with me working a lot more. So that's really the change as far as I can tell. Yeah. Dory, how do you feel? Um, I think it's an added stress. I, I think actually doing the podcast has made me feel a little better about it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we're able to, we have like an appointment every week to process our emotions. <laughs> yes, we do. In front of thousands of strangers. It's like we're doing couples therapy, but our therapist is thousands of strangers our, our therapist is malallen mm-hmm. thank you malallen mm-hmm. we're not gonna pay you though no but please pay us by yeah. buying dory's book startup a novel oh god <laughs> i'm gonna try to move so many copies of this um yeah i mean i think i think it helps do you even get money if it sells no yeah you do is there like a break what what's the how many copies do you have to sell before you actually start to see money I'm not sure. I'd have to do that calculation. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of copies. But you every know, little bit helps. It'd be nice to get to that point. Yep. Look forward to the audio book. It's going to be actually read by me. I'm just kidding. It that would be cool. You have a good reading voice. Yeah, but I feel like when you're doing car- like when you're reading a, a novel like that, you need an actor. Hmm. Someone who can emote. I'll think about that. You should check out the um, Bosch books. They're now read by Titus Welliver. <gasps> Plays Bosch on Amazon's Bosch. It's real Bosch time. Right, Bo Bosch? Oh, he's sleeping. Um, No, I think think that it's just important to be open about how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. 
kind of process stuff. And, and you know, Matt's been working a lot, but he he has been there for me. When I can be. It's true. Yeah. So. Um. All right. That's uh. That's the podcast for this that's, week? That's all the questions we got for this week. In the meantime, guys, we're going to go put an embryo in my wife. Yeah. And, oh, and I just want to say. cliffhanger. I just want to say one more time, uh, if you have gone through this process and you want to leave us a voicemail about what it was like those two weeks. And, and they don't just have to be positive, like, experiences. We, we would also like to hear if it didn't work and how you dealt with it because you know, it's a lot. Um, so if you would call us at four, one, three, four, six, one, baby, leave us a message. Wow. It's a lot. We're putting a lot on them this week. I know, but I think our audience is up also, for it. We have a cliffhanger. It's like, we're going to go do this thing. Yeah. To be, do, we'll do a podcast after that. And then, and then the next one we'll know. Maybe. Right. No, we will. Because my blood test is on December 2nd, which is a Friday. Oh, yeah. So we'll know. Cray. Yeah, super cray. Soup's cray. That's soup's cray. All right. Thanks for listening to yep. Matt and Dory's excellent adventure. Thanks for listening, uh, everyone. rate us on iTunes. Uh, give us five stars if you like it. If you don't like it, maybe don't rate us. But whatever. It's cool. It's free country for now. But yeah, five stars are great. Five stars are great. <laughs> I mean... Or pre-order the book. One of those two things, or both those things. If you do both those things, email us, tell us, and we'll feel grateful. Yeah. And then we'll give away something. Yep. At some point. Maybe we could just give away a signed galley copy of your book. Yeah. We'll both sign it. What if we... How would we organize what if, that as a concept? Well, here's, here's, here's an interesting idea. Oh, boy. Here it is. What if, if you leave a review yeah. on iTunes... Uh-huh. And you can prove that it was you. Like, send us a screen grab and your Apple ID or something. This sounds way too complicated. And we'll choose someone at random to win a signed galley. Are you allowed to do that? I, legally? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Can you give away a signed galley? You no, can, I can give away a signed galley. I'm talking about, can you hold a contest that involves having no. people give reviews? No, I don't think you can. Damn but it. What we can do is if you email us. If you send us an email in the next week, yeah, we will. Uh, we'll choose someone at random. We'll choose someone at random, and we'll send them a signed galley. That's we'll, a good idea. We'll reply to your email and go, "Hey, we need your address. You want the galley?" Yeah. Don't send us your address randomly. That'd be just weird. Yeah, and your email can just be like it's a lot of work. No one's gonna do it. No, they might. Dory and Matt, or Matt and Dory at Gmail. You Dory can even just Matt say, email, "I listen Dory. to your podcast, and I'm I want a galley." That's it. You don't have to have a long question. There you go. We'll sign it. I'll inscribe it. Very special for everyone. Ooh, yeah. that's so nice. Okay. It's like when I used to sign Hardwick's book after shows. Do you just compare me to Hardwick? And uh, that you have a book. That's weird. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.